welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode number 38, Dating Advice for 20-somethings. So this is really because I am carrying a pretty heavy load of 20-somethings right now in my coaching practice, which I'm loving, and the majority of them are in some serious relationships, and those relationships I think they're considering to be forever relationships they're forever person okay and then there are those who with whom I'm working right now that might not be in a current relationship but desire for that in time and so I decided to do this episode because I thought you know there's so many interesting conversations that can be had between you know individuals who are in this you know this discernment of is this my person my forever person and to have some things to 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 ask to consider to talk about and maybe outside of just what you've been doing up to now this episode is for you to just maybe come away with some questions and some thoughts and some insights that maybe you didn't have before and might be able to kind of sweeten the the pot here for you guys and um and create more of a conversation, more of a dialogue, and more of an awareness for both of you. So with that, I want to also say that I had this delightful conversation with a coaching client this afternoon, who's also in her 20s, and when she was, we were, I think we were pretty much near the end of our call, and she just said, hey, I have a quick question to ask you. And she said, do you find that your clients, those that are in relationship with someone who's never done coaching work, who's never really kind of done the work that we've done, how do they find it to be in relationship with their significant other? Because is there a disconnect? Is there is there a struggle? Because when you have more self-awareness and you have the emotional maturity that maybe you didn't have before based on the work we've done, I think it's just she's wondering her her wondering was how does that work because there's a bit of a a gap and yet as she has described she of course cares deeply for this young man with whom she's in relationship and he for her but he's never done this kind of work especially the work around kind of managing his mind creating a mindset that you know and cultivating a mindset that really is coming from you know, a place of abundance, a place of, of self-awareness, a place of worthiness, a place of love and compassion and curiosity, all the things that we work on in coaching, right? And 
you know, understanding the relationship between our thoughts, our perceptions, our our ways of think, seeing things, our ways of interpreting things and how that impacts and creates our feelings, right? And then those feelings being so powerful in our bodies and those sensations that we experience often create and generate our actions or inactions in this life. And then of course, the actions and inactions we take or don't take, my friends, so much create the results we get. So all of it matters, right? And all of it's interrelated. But if you don't have that concept and that understanding and that foundation from which to operate, it can be difficult to to really be in relationship with someone who does have that foundation because so much can come up in the relationship where one is saying, hey, I'm you know, accountable for my own feelings, I'm accountable for my thinking, I'm accountable for how I'm reacting in a situation, and maybe the other is saying, hey, you said something or did something that really upset me, so that's your fault, and it's your job to make me feel better, or I'm going to be really upset about this, and the person who's done the coaching might say, hey, wait, hold on just a minute, you know, your, your, your feelings around this, your reaction to this is yours to own. Certainly, we can have a conversation about what we exchanged and what was going on and what happened, but ultimately, we're responsible for our thoughts, our beliefs, our interpretations, what we make things mean, and we're responsible, therefore, for our feelings, how to manage those feelings, how to regulate them, how to allow for them and not react to them, right? And then, of course, we're also responsible for our actions and our inactions in this life, my friends. So those are things based on this kind of work that are just kind of core to an individual who's been doing it whereas for someone who's never done it it's pretty foreign and it's a bit of a a kind of a a what are you talking about and i don't really get it and this is not really resonating or not really jiving for me and so her question was hey Based in the work we've done and based in the work you do with other individuals and they who are in relationship with, with people, do they find that they're struggling to kind of, there, there's a little bit of a disconnect with their significant other? And I said, actually, I think it's interesting you're asking. And yes, absolutely. Because the more we gain self-awareness, the more emotionally mature we can become, the more we grow in that way. And when you don't have this work kind of you know um, buttressing you and um, and kind of you know creating your own foundation you don't operate from the same place and so there is a little bit more of a gap um, and so is it possible as she was asking to to bridge that gap or is it such that you know, maybe there isn't that possibility because the level of awareness is so different. And I said, I think it's it's both. I think it's there's an absolute good and um, real possibility that you can bridge that gap if the person is interested and willing to grow into this understanding and this awareness and desires for it. I will also say though that there are some individuals that don't desire for it. And so that's just good to know. They get to be who they are, you get to be who you are, and if it's not, you know, resonating for, you know, the relationship in terms of having that self-awareness and having that accountability for ourselves and for our our thoughts and our interpretations and our feelings and our actions and results, 
then it's probably not a relationship that's going to be long term, right? So again, I think it's just going along the lines of this kind of work is very much of a shift, a ground shift that I believe, and I see it time and again, and I know my clients would say this as well, that it creates a, a way of living and being in this world and being in relationship with self and others that really is life-giving and that feeds them on a level and in a way that they never even knew was possible before doing this work. So, of course, I'm a huge advocate for thought work and also just in general this this ability to kind of up your level um, in awareness. But I also am a you know a believer that we can help other people in this process who desire for it and that is why i'm doing this how to human 101 program that i'll be offering online i've been talking about it and i've been working on it and hoping to get it out into the world my 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 hope is that it's going to be september or october um, but it will get out there and it can reach the masses because it's going to be a much different price point than my one-to-one work um, and it's also, I, my hope is it's going to create a community. It's going to create a groundswell and, a, and an ability for more and more numbers of people to be doing this kind of work and um, this inner work, right? And operating from the inside out in this world that we're so accustomed to operating from the outside in. And, you know, yet we're starving for meaning, for purpose, for connection, for relationship, for a sense of worthiness, right? All of those things come from the inside, and the more we can help you kind of learn how to do that and build that toolkit, the better. So that's why it's called How to Human 101. So anyway, I say all that because I think that this this episode today, although it's not going to go into the nuances of what I was talking about with my client, it is still along the lines of this conversation, which is how do we elevate the conversation? How do we create more depth, more breadth? How do we create more meaning in our connection and relationship with, with others? So I think that it's important to start out by just talking about how most of us have been conditioned, either consciously or unconsciously, right? Since childhood to look for certain traits in our partners. And usually these traits have to deal with, you know, more the the surface things like the looks or their perceived status, right? A good job or a good education or a good family, those kinds of things, right? Or we might be told to look for behaviors like are they good with kids? Are they good with our family? Are they hardworking or smart or well-polished or well-mannered, right? These are things that I think we just naturally kind of look for. But these external traits have very little to do with how in touch we truly are with ourselves and how we feel about ourselves, okay? And emotional maturity, the ability to be self-aware and manage our emotions, my friends, this is a key ingredient to a relationship, a healthy relationship, one where you can continue to evolve and become and grow together. It's a beautiful thing to have as kind of the, the heart at the heart of your relationship, but you want to make sure that you have someone who's kind of in lockstep with you, right? Because otherwise you're going to, you know, find that you, you tend to go in separate directions. So something that I often tell my clients is this. When a person is connected to their true nature 
And when they're following their authentic path, which means that they're being true to who they are and their values and following their curiosities, their interests, their gifts, right? When this person is learning the art of how to love themselves, their behaviors, my friends, very much show you that. They are more secure, more confident, and they're more in integrity with themselves. So this flow and this kind of stability manifests in all areas of their life, and it will continue to do so. If that's what they're kind of made of, if that's what they're, they're about, they're gonna continue on that path, and that's just good to know. Because the flip side of this is when people feel disconnected from their authentic self, right? or have low self-worth, it often manifests in behaviors that look like maybe a lack of integrity or they're about people pleasing and not telling truths or betrayal to themselves and others, right? Because that's what we do. When we're people pleasing, we're really betraying ourselves to please others in fear of you know, disappointing others because that feeling within us of disappointing others is something we wanna avoid at all costs. But what happens is we betray ourselves in the process, okay? So there's a lack of integrity in that, right? And that's often learned in childhood. So it's something that needs to have some self-awareness created in, in the process to say, hey, hold on a minute. Although I've been doing this for a very long time, this is something I can shift and change. You know, that again, that's a choice. People get to choose that or not. And then of course, along with the lack of integrity or people pleasing, there's these perfectionistic and kind of um, the desire to contort and shape shift, right? Just because we're not comfortable in our own skins. And so what we're doing is creating this persona, right? That kind of fits based on our the people we're around and based on the experience. And that is, you know, related to that lack of security and confidence and integrity with self. And then of course, there's also a lack of awareness of their emotions, right? That emotional maturity, that emotional awareness of both their own emotions and another's emotions, okay? And this can look like being reactive and not responsive, but reactive in situations to their feelings or to your feelings. It could be about not considering your feelings, right? It could be denying your feelings or being uncomfortable when vulnerable, right? Making choices or big decisions without awareness of how it will impact another, that's another part of what this looks like when you're not as self-aware and you don't have that emotional maturity going, okay? So know that the more you learn who you truly are and the more you begin to show yourself grace and compassion, the more you're gonna attract someone on that same path, okay? So trust this, my friends, because it's an important step for you. Within the context of this conversation, I think, as I said, there's some really good questions to consider when dating and seeking a lifetime partner, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. I think that someone who knows who they actually are and is learning to love themselves in the process that's a person you might really think they are, they could be my person 
because they're they're cut from similar cloth they're about those things that you are aspiring to be about and that is a beautiful i think you know it's very conducive to a very healthy and beautiful relationship so i think by doing your own work and then also looking for someone who is open and willing to do their work then walking the journey together this is a really beautiful kind of companionship and uh, traveling together okay so here are i think just kind of a smattering of questions that might help guide you on this path of discernment and create more awareness and consciousness in your relationship with with your significant other and evolve the conversation elevate it to a place that I think brings both of you more awareness from where the other's coming. And I probably suggest that you not do all of these in one fell swoop, um, but that you might do one or two over a dinner or over a coffee or on a walk. You can revisit these time and again. You get to evolve these as you choose. You get to kind of change your minds, all the things. But these are just a good place to maybe start, okay? So number one, would be how important is your own personal growth in asking this question of your significant other, right? And even to, to take that one step further is I think, what's your family's stance on personal growth, right? Personal growth could take on the form of being open to therapy or being open to having a life coach, right? It's, it's an interesting kind of thing to consider from where the individual is coming because often that's typically how they're going to carry their stance and their belief around it going forward. Okay, so it's just good to know how do they see and how important is personal growth for them. Number two, what truly lights you up? When do you feel most alive? And when are you the best version of yourself? And what truly lights you up? Sometimes people can't quite, you know, tap into that in this moment in time. It's often a really good way thing to go back in time and to say, when you were little, what did you do that just lit you up? What were the things that you loved doing and time would pass and you would not even notice time passing? And what might those things be today? Just kind of get a feel for what that looks like, okay? Number three, what is the greatest lesson that life has taught you so far? Just a good kind of interesting question to ask. Number four, what do you believe is the purpose of relationships, right? Are you co-travelers? Are you, do you think that the other person is there to make you happy? Is that their job, right? Are you looking for someone who's going to just, you know, fill certain roles and you're going to fill certain roles and you want just kind of a partnership? Or do you want someone who's emotionally kind of connected to you and interested in that, that interplay? Okay. Number five, what has been your most influential model of relationship? And that's probably for many of you, your, your caretakers, your parents, you know, growing up. And what would you want to carry into your own relationship, into this relationship? And then possibly what would you want to shed? And then maybe possibly create together. Okay. Number six, what are your top three family values or what were they, right? Because sometimes we shift those. Maybe those are no longer what we value. Maybe we've changed those values for ourselves. Maybe those are different for us than for our family growing up. Just good to know and pay attention and notice what are those three top family values. Okay. 
Number six, what do you feel most grateful about in your life currently? Number seven, what does your self-care look like? And along with self-care, I think we want to make sure there's a relationship there between internal dialogue, right? That internal voice, that inner voice, that how how is that internal dialogue playing out, manifesting? From where is it coming? Is it a compassionate voice? Is it a loving voice? Is it a curious, curious voice? Or is it more harsh and judgmental? It's just good to know. Number eight, what is your relationship with money, right? How do you view it? And what are your financial patterns? Just good information, my friends. Number nine, ideally, if you had your choice, how would your free time be spent, right? What would be a perfect day for you? Think about that. What would that entail? Who would be in it? What would you be doing? And from morning till night, what would that perfect day look like? Just fun to think about and so interesting to hear someone talk about that. Number 10, what vision, goals, dreams, ambitions do you have and how do you see a partner fitting into them? Number 11, how were boundaries modeled for you growing up? And this can be along the lines of saying, did you feel free to express yourself and be your authentic self or did you feel like you had to meet other people's needs, that you were responsible for other people's feelings, right? Were you more concerned about keeping the peace around you or were you more concerned about keeping the peace within you, right? Are you one who's willing to disappoint others in order to not disappoint yourself or are you about disappointing yourself so as not to disappoint others? And I always ask this question because I think it's so telling and it has a lot to do with our own conditioning and from where we're coming. And if we weren't allowed and, and we, our feelings weren't honored, our beings weren't honored, our authentic selves weren't honored, we often learn to contort and kind of shape shift and meet the needs outside of us, the external world, instead of really being true and in authenticity and integrity with ourselves. So that's a question that I think we can end on for today. Those are 11 questions for you guys that I think you can have some fun with and certainly tweak and do kind of based on what um, feels most true for you and then report back. Let me know how it goes. I would love to hear. And those of you listening who are interested in the How to Human program online or know of friends and family that might be interested, I will continue to get more information out there for you. It's going to be at a much different price point than my one-to-one -one coaching. And I think it at least gets kind of that introduction of what coaching is all about and living this life from the inside out and having emotional maturity and self-awareness and I think a sense of stability and joy and just the ability to be human in this life and not suffer unnecessarily, okay? That's what we're in the market of doing here and I look forward to continuing that work with you guys, all right? So much love to all and I will see you next week. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. 
I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.